Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Curse of our friends across the pond at boxing247.com. I'm going to start you off with a quick little uh, recap of the situation going on right now between Pro Bellum and Boxer. That's B O X X E R. It seems that uh, they're in a bit of a scrap. They're going toe to toe. Pro Bellum and co founders Richard Schaefer and Ali Shamspoor have filed a defamation lawsuit against boxer and promoter Ben Shalom, who operates as CEO and director of the UK-based outfit. Uh, this filing was placed June 21st in the High Court of Justice of England and Wales, citing libel and slander and seeking unspecified damages. The lawsuit comes as ProBellum's brand and public perception have become fire in recent months. Specific to this case, the company has fired back at boxer upon the discovery that the fellow a promotional outfit distributed two code of ethics letters to prominent trainers, managers, and promoters requiring each participant and the fighters that they worked with to deny working in any capacity with ProBellum or the now defunct managerial conglomerate MTK Global in order to work with Boxer and Sky Sports. So um, not much to say there commentary wise. I'm going to leave that in the hands of the courts, of course, uh, but that's I'm going to say sad news for all the boxers involved between those two particular companies. But let's move along now to uh, some of the results that uh, we can see occurred over the weekend. Let's start off with uh, Friday night where uh, Jamie Clampett went up uh, against uh, Miranda Reyes. With nothing to lose and everything he gained, Texas's Miranda Reyes earned the biggest win of her young career, the 20-year-old Reyes, who's now 6-1-1, upset four-time world champion and International Women's Boxing Hall of Famer, Jamie Hurricane Clampett uh, Friday night, and that was shown uh, on Boxing TV and then held at Bally's Twin River Lincoln Casino Resort in the main event of a CES Boxing Summer Splash. Um, despite being 26 years younger than Clampett, who's now 23, 6 and 2, with only six pro fights under her belt, entering the weekend raise was the aggressor, rebounding from her first career loss in February with a 79, 73, 78, 74, 78. 74 win. Good news for Ms. Reyes. And, uh, you know, uh, let's see if Clampett will continue her career. Uh, in the co main event, hard hitting uh, Sicilian heavyweight Giuseppe Cusimano, who's now 24 with 18 knockouts, earned his first win since November 2020 and his milestone 20th victory, stopping Brazilian veteran Irineu Bieto Costo Jr., who's now 19 and 12 at the one minute 20 second mark of the opening round of their scheduled eight rounder. Elsewhere on that card, uh, making his Bally's debut, weighing with Massachusetts super middleweight Francis Hogan, now 11-0, faced a tall order in a six round showdown against Brazilian Rodrigo Rodriguez, who's now eight and three, but cruised to a 60-54 unanimous decision. Uh, the knockout of the night belonged to rising featherweight prospect Alejandro Paulino, who's now 10-0, nine knockouts, who entered the ring at 130 pounds, the lowest weight of his career, and looked as dangerous as ever, stopping Brazilian challenger Aldemar Silva, who's now 22-20, and 20, at 54 seconds of the opening round of their scheduled six-rounder. Also, uh, Stoughton, Massachusetts heavyweight Sean Bay is now undefeated as well, 6-0, six, oh, six knockouts, um, remained unbeaten with a second-round knockout over Mexican elder Hernandez Gama at the 104 mark, also, I believe, of the first round. Uh, taking the fight on just 24 hours' notice, Boston, Massachusetts lightweight Jonathan DePina 
eight and one outworked Argentinian Mario Lozano, who's now 18-7-1, via unanimous decision. Lozano was originally scheduled to face Kevin Walsh, who was forced to withdraw due to injury. And DePena was originally scheduled to fight Friday in Mexico, but his fight fell through earlier in the week. So there you go. There's some results uh, coming out of Lincoln, USA. Um, let's move along to Kiss Me, Florida, down near Orlando, where Jonathan Gonzalez went toe-to-toe -to -toe against Mark Anthony Barriga. And Jonathan La Bomba Gonzalez, who's now 26-3-1, defended his WBO Junior Flyweight World title with a 12-round unanimous decision win over Mark Anthony Baby Boy Barriga, who's now 11-2, two knockouts, in a Pro Box TV main event. That was held, as I said, on Friday night, June 24th, uh, down in Kissimmee. In the co-main event, Venezuelan contender Angelino Huracan Cordova, who's now 17-0-1, undefeated, uh, scored a split decision win over Axel Mini Vega, who's now 15-5-1, uh, out of fighting out of Baja, California, Mexico, to capture the WBO Latino Junior Flyweight title. Uh, and the undercard results were Hakeem Lopez, uh, with roots in Puerto Rico, by the way, defeated Cruz Stewart. Uh, super featherweight prospect Jacob Gomez out of uh, Puerto Rico defeated Ramon Esperanza. Naji Lopez, now 5-0, younger brother of Hakeem Lopez defeated Colombian Olympian Jason Monroy, and featherweight prospect Jan Paul Rivera, now 3-0, out of Puerto Rico, defeated Cesar Martinez out of Los Angeles. And finally, Trinidad Vargas is 1-0, uh, out of Carrollton, scored a knockout win over Josh Ahrens, who's out of fighting, uh, fighting out of Williamsport, Pennsylvania, in the super flyweight division. Good stuff. Okay, let's move along to Buenos Aires a fight that we were reporting on last week, where Leandro Jose Blanc is now 5-0, beat German Valenzuela uh, in a 10-round fight. And Blanc retained his Fede Latin WBA light featherweight title, sorry, light fly, flyweight title in Estrella TV's Buccio Estrella TV series. Uh, in the first rounds of the main event, Valenzuela visibly dominated Blanc, but the Argentine fought fighter Blanc turned the result around to make the fight the most balanced on the card. In the co-made event, Fabian Orozco defeated Jorge Ascanio by technical knockout in the six round super bantamweight fight. Um, in the last fight of the night, Maribel Ramirez defended her WBA super flyweight women's world title. Unfortunately, she could not retain it, uh, giving Clara Lascarat the prize as the new WBA super flyweight champion. During the 10 rounds, Ramirez put pressure on Mascarat, who also managed counterattacks and handled the fight quite solidly. Ramirez looked for the fight all the time, always on the inside against Lascarat, who, according to the judges, took the victory at Casino Buenos Aires. Congratulations to all those fighters, and we look forward to seeing more results out of Buenos Aires. Ah, you guys might recall this, the first uh, doubleheader in Massachusetts long professional boxing history called Road to Stardom, um, presented by Granite Gym Promotions, was a major success and is being held at the Sheraton Hotel in Framingham, Massachusetts. And by the way, all the action was streamed live and exclusively on BoxingTV.com. Uh, I'm very happy with our show, Granite Gym President Chris Triati said, any chance to have my guys fighting on the same card, I jump on it. I'm one of the most innovative promoters in New England. 
I like to do different things. Any company needs to involve, be creative. We experienced double headers in New Hampshire and brought it here to Massachusetts. It's very likely that you'll see Granite Chin double headers on a regular basis. I'm setting the standard, he exclaimed. Good, good for him. So in the evenings, uh, Card's main event, rising welterweight prospect Denzel Double Impact Whitley, who's now 8-0, methodically and thoroughly outboxed, upset-minded Nikon Ola da Silva on his way to career number nine without a loss. Uh, by the way, a one-sided six-round decision. Billed as the potential fight of the night and co-featured main event, more than lived up to his pre-fight billing as Brian Max Urday and nasty Nate Balakin stood toe-to-toe -to -toe in the middle of the ring, trading punishing shots from the opening bell to the end. Urday seemed to take control in the fourth when he clipped Balakin with an overhand right, a temporary turn the tide, but the equally tough Balakin came back strong in the same frame. The back-and-forth momentum continued as both fighters left everything in the ring. Somehow, neither fighter showing signs of tiring, and Urday was awarded a six-round unanimous decision for the vacant Massachusetts welterweight championship. Uh, constantly developing welterweight, Josh Neal, TG Castro, 9-0, blasted out Brian Goldsby in the opening round, hurting Goldsby with each punch he connected with until he ended the bout a little more than one minute into round one. Goldsby landed on the mat, and referee Tom Clark had seen enough. Welterweight Nicholas St. Nick Molina is 10-0, kept his unblemished record intact with a stunning second-round stoppage of Argentinian Jose Elchino Albal. Uh, Obal started clowning around in the ring, and Molina made him pay for it almost immediately, snapping a straight right that sent Obal to the canvas. Uh, referee Melissa Kelly stopped the fight after looking in Obel's eyes. 2020 New England Golden Gloves champion David Ribeiro is now 1-0. Had an impressive pro debut. Did I say pro debut? Dropping welterweight Raheem Johnson four times en route to a second-round technical knockout. Fighting out of the city of champions brought to Massachusetts. Ribeiro displayed his full arsenal, effectively using both hands from various angles to deck Johnson three times in the opening round, once in the second, after which referee Tom Clark waved off the fight. In a rematch of last uh, of a fight taking place last November, Julian Black Dragon Baptiste uh, avenged the loss by four-round split decision, taking a six-round unanimous decision in a very competitive match. Neither fighter was hurt in a fight that was difficult to score due to its on and off action. The first fight of the evening produced an upset as Dwayne Wisdom, uh, eight and sixty-one, won for the first time since 2017, snapping a 25-25 fight losing streak by stopping junior middleweight Rob the Golden Child Nolette in the second round. Wisdom caught Nolette with a good right, and Nolette hit the deck as referee Clark halted the fight. Uh, we'd mentioned the brothers, the Sumter brothers, so here, here we go in a couple of more results. Fighting his first main event, as well as his first scheduled eight-rounder, super middleweight Steve Sumter, he's now 6-0, oh, needed rounds, Needed rounds, but opponent Manny Shake-Em-Up Woods didn't cooperate as Sumter took Woods' soul with some masterful boxing and power punching. Woods went down twice in the second, once in the third, and referee Paul Casey ended the fight in the fourth with Sumter pounding Woods onto the ropes. Hometown favorite Rafael Torres, fighting out of Framingham, destroyed cruiserweight Igor Pasio in the co-featured event. Uh, cruiserweight Scott Moms Lampert 
and spotted his opponent, Drew Hardbody Nolan, 14 pounds, but their weight disparity didn't matter as Lampert won a four-round unanimous decision in an old-fashioned brawl. Florida lightweight Carlos Arredondo, who's 3-0, pounded Michael Medeiros, who hit the deck from an overhand right that put Medeiros down in round one and out for good in round two with a technical knockout. Undefeated Gabriel Menes Morales, 4-0, certainly lived up his nickname, throwing crisp combinations in bunches against Isaac Haynes. 16 unanswered punches, mostly to the body, nearly ended the fight in the opening round. But Haynes survived, at least until the opening, uh, sorry, until the following round, in which Morales landed six headshots, resulting in referee Casey jumping in to stop the fight. As I mentioned, heavyweight hopeful Quinton Sumter, 5-0, one of the Sumter brothers, Steve's older brother, outclassed journeyman Tracy the Titan Johnson, dropping Johnson with a right hook at the end of round one. Sumter broke through Johnson's high peekaboo-like defense, and in the fourth round of this entertaining bout, Sumter blasted Johnson with a powerful right that hurt uh, Johnson and referee Marcel Verla immediately waved off the fight for a second round TKO victory uh, for the continually improving Sumter. And flying out of his corner like he was shot out of a cannon, junior middleweight Luke Ayanuchili uh, fired punches from all angles, trapping Robert Bricks on the ropes right in the opening bell, unloading a barrage of sizzling rapid-fire punches until Bricks moved. But uh, Ayanuchili caught him on the ropes again, connecting with some badly intended punches until Bricks took a knee. Re referee Ryan halted the bout at 50 second, 56 second mark of round one when he didn't like how Bricks responded for a technical knockout. Uh, finally, junior middleweight Anthony, the gentle savage, Angiozzi, three and two, opened the doubleheader with a four round unanimous decision over veteran Rynell Griffin, who's now eight and 53 and two draws in a spirited fight between dueling southpaws. Good stuff out of frame to Massachusetts, and we look to hear more from Granite Chin and their activity. Fantastic stuff. All righty. Uh, over to England. Uh, we reported on the Tyler Denny and River Wilson bent fight. Well, it was a fourth time lucky for Rowley Regis boxer Tyler Denny on Saturday evening as he finally claimed the English middleweight title. Having lost to Reese Cartwright and Linus to do a fight, Denny, Denny thought he'd got his hands on the strap at the third attempt back in November, but controversy reigned at the Coventry Sky Dome that night, the scene of Saturday's rematch. On that November evening, the fight was stopped in the eighth round because of a cut to River Wilson Bent, which was ruled to have been caused by a clash of heads, whilst replays showed it was caused by a punch. Denny was in full control at the time, but the fight was scored a technical draw. No such controversy was to rob Denny of his title this time around, though, as he faced Wilson Bent in his hometown once more. The show was promoted by Boxer, and screened live on Sky Sports. The BCB trained, uh, trained Southpaw flew out of the traps and applied constant pressure throughout the 10 rounds. Uh, Wilson Bent, by the way, was uh, deducted a point in persistent holding in the seventh before going uh, to take a late flurry, uh, but it was too little too late. Uh, Terry O'Connor and Kevin Parker scored the fight of the year contender to Denny, 97, 93, 96, 93, uh, respectively, while Steve Gray scored at 96-94 to Wilson Bent. Some great photos on Boxing 247 website. You might want to go along, check out uh, more of that story and those photos. Uh, Coventry, elsewhere in Coventry. Uh, Adam Azim versus Anthony Lovett. 
The 20-year-old lightweight sensation, Adam the Assassin Azim, took another victory in the very first round with his technical knockout over skillful opposition, Anthony Loffett. Azim floored Loffett with 35 seconds in the very first bell after a series of inch-perfect one-two combinations before piling on pressure with powerful shots and forcing Loffett's corner to throw in the towel. Just one minute and six seconds into round number one, claiming the WBC Youth Intercontinental Super Lightweight Championship. So good for Azim. Uh, in another fight we were mentioning last week, uh, multi-time fight of the year winner Sam Eggington took a clear decision victory over the undefeated Presenlaw Zisk to win the IBO Super Welterweight Championship. Good for Sam. And Dylan Chima defeated Stu Green on points. Coventry's own Dylan Chima took a successful first victory among his passionate supporters since his victory at the Boxer Series back in April, moving his professional record to 6-0. and Um Karis Artenstahl uh, defeated Vida Masukaite. Olympic bronze medalist and special female featherweight talent, Karis Artenstahl made a successful professional debut that saw her take a shutout victory on the referee scorecard over an experienced opponent who had been in the ring with top talent like Natasha Jonas and Caroline Dubois. Artenstahl didn't put a foot, foot or punch wrong across the six rounds of the fight, landing stiff shots and fast combinations from the first to last bell, dominating her opponent. The Tokyo 2020 medalist has now experienced a professional fight without the head guards of amateur boxing and experienced the process of professional fight week. She now looks set to soar through the ranks of women's boxing at 126 pounds and find world championship glory very soon. Good stuff. Uh, elsewhere on that card, by the way, let me just mention Corey, Corey Gibbs defeated Carlos Perez. Uh, Casey Benjamin defeated Sergei Ambomo, uh, and Sakil Thompson defeated Bartosz Glawaki. Uh, Aaron McKenna defeated uh, David Benitez. Scott Forrest defeated Tony Vasek uh, to round out uh, the results. Let's move along now to San Antonio, Texas. We were reporting last week that Jesse Rodriguez was going toe-to-toe -to -toe against Sirsket Sor Rungsabai, Rungvasai. Uh, this was reported uh, on Sunday's knockout of the week, I believe. Jesse Rodriguez planted himself into the elite level with a stunning stoppage win over Sirisket Sor Rung Vasai to defend his WBC World Super Flyweight title on home soil in San Antonio, Texas. If you want to just jump back onto the Talk and Fight uh, website, you'll see the uh, explanation of that result courtesy of Mike Orr and Cedric Ban. Rodriguez's win topped an action-packed night in Texas uh, as Murad John Akhmatiliev dropped and stopped Ronnie Vios in the final round of his defense uh, of his uh, WBA and IBF Super Bantamweight titles. And Jesse McCaskill blasted away Alma Abera in four rounds to remain undisputed at welterweight. Raymond Ford's rise continued as he added IBF North American featherweight title to his WBA Continental Americas title with a wide 10-round points win over Richard Medina. Nikita Abbey was victorious in his second eight-round contest against Noe Larios Jr. and 17-year-old Jesus Martinez Jr. shrugged off a first-round knockdown to land a second win of his paid ranks against Kevin Monroe. Let's go back across the pond to Birmingham, England where Lu uh, Lewis Morris was fighting Luke Merrifield. 
a quintet of fights actually took place in the second in the second city on Sunday at lunchtime. This is being held at these East Side rooms. I reported last week as a busy black country boxing outfit that's BCB promotions hosted an afternoon of professional pugilism. Uh, blocks, which is Lewis Morris top the bill against Shrewsbury, Luke Merrifield. Game as ever, Merrifield put Morris through his paces, but credit to Walsall featherweight. Uh, he kept uh, he kept his composure and boxed the orders. Merrifield had his moments, but Morris worked through the gears and showed his quality to move to 4-0 with a 39-37 win. Uh, there was an upset on the opening bout, though, of uh, the afternoon as Ben Thomas tore up the script to defeat light heavyweight debutant James Drummond. Devon's Drummond was stunned by a disguised left hand from the Bolton man in the opener and Big Ben sensed victory. The away fighter, the heavy man on the scales, pummeled Drummond to the floor with a series of overhand rights, and although he rose to his feet, he was in no position to continue. Fellow lightweight Brandon Jones fared better against Bulgaria's Konstantin Alex Sadjanov. Uh, the Birmingham boxer went through the gears against the durable Alexandrov who absorbed plenty but didn't threaten too much the other way. After seeing his last bout cut short by injury by, uh, to his opponent, Elvis Dube, Jones will have been pleased to get more rounds under his belt as he moved to 5-0 with a comfortable 40-36 points win. Worcester's Amid Khalid moved to 3-0 as he dispatched popular Melksham Road Warrior Liam Richard, the lightweight prospect, started with a high tempo and caught Rocco with an array of shots. Richard, an experienced campaigner, Showed Khalid down, uh, slowed Khalid down as the contest progressed, but continued to get work. Uh, caught as Worcester Warrior, to his credit, picked his shots with some aplomb to record a 30, sorry, 40-36 win. Hereford's Liam O'Hara also made a hat trick of professional victories, but didn't have it all his own way against black country boxer Dwayne Grant, super welterweight O'Hara who performed ballet as a youngster recently went full-time in the pro ranks as he looks to put Hereford on the boxing map. You'll have to navigate tricky and tough road warriors like Grant along the way, but to his credit, he did just that. Although both men landed, it was O'Hare's shots that carried the sting, and he picked up a 40-36 points win. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, let's move along to the UBO. They've got a little press release. They'd like us to announce a couple of things. Uh, former UBO World Lightweight Champion Noel Echevera has now officially joined as a UBO USA representative following his uh, following the announcement of his retirement. The UBO Youth World Middleweight title fight between Germans Tom Rostel and, and Mirko Koenig, originally scheduled for May 14th, was postponed due to injury. UBO South America and Intercontinental Welterweight Champion Arnold Gonzalez returned to action on May 28th, beating Tracy McGruder 6-2 by split decision in a non-title fight at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, it was a tough week for Pakistan's former UBO Asia Pacific super welterweight titleist, Masafur Khan, now 10-1-1, and and uh, with eight knockouts as he drew with Korea's Tai Kyun Kim, who's 4-1 on June 11th, and then lost the split decision to Indian Sachin Rohia, uh, who's now 6-0 on June 18th. It looks like a tough assignment for UBO All-Africa welterweight ruler Id Pialari as he is scheduled to face South Africa's Tulina Mugambi on June 30th in Johannesburg. It is a brilliant fight, though, as Pialari has a 30-7-1 record. 
and former Ivy World Champion Magembe is 18 and 1. So, congrats to the UBO for providing that information to our friends at Boxing 247 who provided it to us to relate to you. The last story of the day uh, will conclude with WBC President Mauricio Suleiman, who's announced that he will join the attendees and other dignitaries at this year's 20th anniversary Gleason's Gym Boxing Fantasy Camp. That's being held in Atlantic City in August. Gleason's gym owner, Bruce Silverglade, added that WBC president would bring former WBC champions along as his guests and names will be released subsequently. So for those who are in the hood, uh, please feel free to drop by uh, Atlantic City in August. Uh, proceeds from Gleason, Gleason Gym Fancy Camp Support Give a Kid a Dream charity run by Gleason's Gym which helps disadvantaged youth in New York. Uh, this year, the camp will be held at Showboat Hotel and Entertainment Center, as I said, in Atlantic City from August 11th to the 14th. Well, that's all the news fit to print for today. Thank you for joining me here on Talk and Fight on this episode of Boxing News Today. I look forward to seeing you again this afternoon at 4 p.m. Uh, for Knuckle Up with Mike Gore and Cedric Ben. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the